Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Pandemic Parenting Sucks. And I've just been struggling the past couple days with life in general, with doing this podcast, with my work, with everything. And I'm an avid podcast listener. I don't know how many of you guys are, you know, like the six of you that actually listen to this. But I really think consistency is key. I hate it when I start listening to a podcast and then they stop after three episodes or 10 episodes because they're they're done or their life got in the way. And I kind of like to think of this as like my 30 minutes of me time. Like I just released my three-year-old into my 11-year-old's room and was like, hey, buddy, I'm going to record a podcast. She's all yours. I'm recording this on a Monday morning after I just got finished teaching my class and my first class of the day. And yeah, I I think life really caught up with me this week. This past week, a couple of really big things happened this past week. And one of which is my 11-year-old, my son, won the school-wide spelling bee. And now he gets to go on to district. But it also makes my heart hurt a little bit because we don't have the pomp and circumstance that we would have any other year if he had won the spelling bee. You know, there wasn't a big celebration at the school in the hallway. There wasn't pictures being taken. There was no certificates. There was no trophies, no nothing. So it's like the year he wins, there's nothing. There was a congratulatory post on Facebook and there was his teacher sent me a message like, way to go, buddy. That's great. But there was none of the other stuff. And I know like that sounds very privileged of me. That sounds very vapid of me. But I feel like so much stuff has gotten taken away from us this year, and it's going to be a year in a couple weeks, which is terrifying. And I think so much has been taken away from us this year. I feel like we needed that. We needed that celebration, that pomp and circumstance, that way to go. We did end up ordering the kid's favorite pizza for supper to celebrate him winning the spelling bee. But I don't know. I just didn't feel the same. Uh, he has the district spelling, he has the district spelling bee on Friday and, you know, I'm going to be in the room to make sure he doesn't cheat. He doesn't cheat, but to make sure he doesn't cheat, I'm going to be in the room and he does it. We have been practicing his spelling words and he's really studying for this. He's taking this very seriously. I just miss the pomp and circumstance of it all. The, you know, way to go. Here's your pictures. Here's your certificate. Here's your trophy. Here's everything here's your plaque, you know, um, but we will go on to district. I don't know if he'll go past district or if he'll place or not, but we are working on it. We're studying it. Also this past weekend, he finished the last of his Cub Scout requirements. So he is done with Cub Scouts. He will bridge to Boy Scouts at the end of this month with the other boys. And he has been with these boys in his den since first grade. So they've been with each other this whole time. There's only seven of them. And that's another big thing we're going to miss. He is not going to get to bridge. There's not going to be a huge big ceremony where all the families come and we eat dinner together and they get up on the stage and they walk across the stage symbolizing going from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts. And this is kind of a big deal because He's our oldest and our only boy. Granted, my eight-year-old is also in Boy Scouts, but, you know, he's really taken this seriously. He's done it all of these years. He's always done the requirements. And 
Yeah, it's another milestone. So we have the spelling bee, we have the milestone of finishing Cub Scouts and bridging to Boy Scouts, and just none of the pomp and circumstance. So we have all of that stuff going on, and um, just trying to figure out what to do with all of that. Hold on two seconds. My eight-year-old has come and asked me about e-learning. Well, I'm going to finish this podcast before I help you with assignments. Okay. But I will check about your reading group. Okay. Do you want to say hi to everybody that listens to Molly's podcast? Hi. Did she say, is it in your reading group or is it in your class class? Mm, probably my group. Well, she has not posted anything in your group since December. And that was so long ago. So, let's see if it's... Oh, wrong class. Sorry, guys. Unfortunately, with the Anchor app, I am not able to go in and pause while I'm recording. It doesn't look like you have a reading group today. I'm just, I'm just going to send my living and I'm going to let this part be out. Is it okay if I, like... Can I on the switch while waiting? <laughs> so, real life, real life just happened. Um, my kids are e-learning. They're going to be e-learning at least till after March 22nd. And I don't even know after that if they're going to go back. Tonight, we have a parents group meeting over Zoom with the district to discuss our questions, comments, concerns about them returning to school. I have full faith that this is going to be like an epic-sized clusterfuck. And, but I'm there for it. You know, I'm going to get on, log on and watch everyone lose their minds. I'm going to try very hard not to lose my mind. But the, honestly, we're hitting right now the busy time of year for us or what would normally be the busy time of year. We have um, tonight, my 11 year old starts his theater program again. It's all on Zoom again. I asked my eight-year-old if she wanted to do it again, and she only wants to do it if it's in person. She has zoomed out. She is done. So, yeah, we would normally have tumbling. We'd normally be getting ready for dance recitals. We have none of that now. Um, They are going to, I did sign my kids up for the sports program again at the local YMCA here. So they will be doing for four weeks, a sports sampler. So each week is a different sport for an hour every Monday, which is nice. And that will lead up all the way until spring soccer. And spring soccer starts the 22nd of March. Spring soccer is always so miserable. You're always wet and cold for the first part and hopefully warm by the second part because it does end in May. I'm hoping they usually have swim lesson signups by now, for the summer, but they haven't opened those yet. So I'm worried that maybe we won't have an open pool this year, which is scary because we went all last year without an open pool. Again, this sounds so privileged, but yeah, we're, I mean, we are worrying about, we're wondering, you know, are we going to do vacation? What are we going to do about vacation? And a lot of it also comes down to after my husband and I both get our second vaccines, are we 
you know, what does the vaccine do? Are we still able to transfer it to people, transfer the virus to people? Because if we are, then that's going to hold back on vacations. But if we are not able to transfer it to people, if we're not carriers of it, then that will, you know, decide on vacations and stuff. Um, I have to schedule my son's six-year physicals or sixth-grade physical sometime soon so he can get his vaccines and dental work and everything done for sixth grade next year. And I'm still in complete disbelief I will have a sixth grader next year. And we have to decide what we're going to do within the district if we're staying or going because our school district is freaking out. Uh, it's so, so clearly mismanaged. We have such a mismanaged school district. And um, they closed a bunch of schools this year because the buildings were just so run down and to keep them up would be terribly expensive. But they didn't replace them with anything. They just started consolidating schools. And what happened was they closed so many schools and a bunch of people are moving back into our county now and they have 320 some students that they don't have room for. So their genius solution to this is to move all of the sixth grades through the district into the building with the junior high, into the seventh and eighth grade building. I for sure do not want my child to go to junior high in the school district. And if they move the sixth grades to the junior high building, I'm going to have to panically find a place for my sixth grader to go to junior high where I thought I had one extra year to do that. And if I don't have that extra year, I'm going to have to figure something out very quickly because schools will start filling up as soon as they officially release that the sixth grade will be moving. I hope that the sixth grade doesn't move, but I have a sneaking suspicion that they will move the sixth grades out of the buildings because they, again, they have 300 children that they don't have anywhere to place because they didn't have the forethought to think if we're closing buildings, they have to go somewhere. Um... I did put him in for an application for the Montessori school and it goes all the way through eighth grade. So that would get him through high school and that would be very nice if he got into it, but it's a lottery system and he's an older grade. So the chances of him getting picked on the lottery system are slim. I hope he does. And I hope my preschooler can go to preschool there because it's a lot cheaper than private preschool and having to pay for that. But we're just waiting. Um, the lottery entry ended yesterday. And they're supposed to do the drawing sometime this month. And we're supposed to find out by the 1st of March if we got picked or not. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, you know, he won the school-wide spelling bee. And we kind of were like, way to go, bud. And it just passed. There was no celebration for it. We also had dental appointments this week. And... Something very interesting happened at the dental appointment that I wanted to bring up to this. And I guess it's semi-well-known in the dentistry community. But um, my 11-year-old, and he is brand new 11, just turned 11 in December, and this is February 1st. And so in December, well, all over winter break. So from like probably the beginning of December to beginning of January, that whole month, he was losing teeth like he was a leprosy patient. Like every week he would bring one to two teeth. 
and just be like, hey, this fell out. Hey, this fell out. Hey, this fell out. And it was really bizarre. And um, he only has two baby teeth left. So he's 11 and he's lost all of his baby teeth, but two. And the dentist just asked, she was like, did he have COVID? And we are going all the way back to February of last year. We are fairly certain that Lucas had COVID. Well, we're fairly certain we all did. But he was the one that had the classic symptoms. He literally slept for six days. But he lost all sense of taste and smell for around two weeks. And after that, he still said things smelled like metal and they smelled funny for several months. And this was pre before COVID was well known, before I even knew any of the side effects. I honestly thought he was being overdramatic when he said he couldn't taste or smell anything. We thought he was just sick and sleeping it off. And now I feel like the worst parent ever that I didn't check on him. But it literally raged through our family for the entire month of January and February. We were all sick at some point. Um, We had coughs for a very long time. Um, The adults did. The children didn't. But we all got really sick. My then two-year-old got a really high fever. We all tested negative for both flu A and flu B. But they said, well, you probably just have the flu. It just, you know, spiked negative on here. Again, this was all pre-COVID. So I was like, you know, he wasn't officially diagnosed, but I'm 90% positive he did. She's like, yeah, we're seeing children that had COVID are losing their baby teeth faster because these baby teeth he was supposed to have until like all up to maybe 14. And he is just dropping them out of his head. And none of them had roots and they were all ready to go. So it wasn't like he was pulling them out. But the the dentist brought it up. She goes, yeah, you know, some kids are losing their baby teeth faster. And those kids that had COVID are losing their baby teeth faster. It, she said that it's nothing to worry about, but he just may have empty holes in his head for longer periods of time. So, and he has, he has had um, one tooth he lost all the way back in the summer and there's still no tooth there. Like, but in the x-rays, it's there. It's just really low still. So he should not have lost that tooth, but he did lose that tooth. And, um, I mean, he's, he lost his canines several months ago and there's still, there's still no teeth there. She didn't seem worried about it, but apparently, I guess, and I came home and Google searched it and I found it on, not on any studies in the United States, but a lot of UK studies that children that were um, older-ish, like over the age of eight, they got COVID, were losing their baby teeth earlier, which again, it's just kind of interesting. You don't really think of it that way, but other than that, I mean, our dentist appointment went great. I can't complain about it. Um, we, I always schedule him and I at the same time so we can just get him done and not have to worry about it. I'm still waiting on having my three-year-old's dentist appointment because they don't let parents back in the room yet and she is insane and I don't think she'll sit and let the dentist look at her teeth without me being in the room. So I'm really holding off, barring any dental emergencies, barring her saying, you know, my teeth hurt or anything. I'm holding off on the first dentist dentist appointment until after I can go back into the room with her. So right now I'm about two weeks out of getting my second vaccine. 
My husband did get vaccinated this past week also, and he didn't have any side effects at all. He said his arm hurt a little bit, but no headache or anything like I had. And um, I'm hoping today at noon, they're going to, the health department is going to release time slots and you have to call and get a time slot. I'm hoping to get my brother-in-law his vaccine because he is a, an essential worker. So um, after he gets vaccinated, everybody that lives in Macon County will be vaccinated. Now, the Sangamon County, the county my mom lives in, is really bad. Um, they are basically vaccinating nobody. It's incredibly difficult to get vaccinated, and their tier system is completely different than our tier system is. So that's frustrating. That being said, I do believe our county, county I live in, is doing incredibly well. The health department is doing the best they can with this, and they are getting so much shit online. Anytime they post, like I just saw the post last night where they said they will open the phones at noon so we can call or you can go online and get an appointment. Anytime they post anything, people are just raging at them. Like, you're not going to have enough spots. It's, you know all these things about, you know, people aren't going to be able to get it, you're hoarding it, you're hiding it from people, all of this stuff. Um, but I honestly, I think they're doing the best they can. I, I don't think there's anything else they could do because they're not getting warning of getting the vaccines. They're not like, okay, you're going to get vaccine shipments every Tuesday. They're being told, you know, 48 hours before, hey, the vaccines are coming in. So... But I, I think compared to other counties, our county's doing pretty good distributing it. We've had several drive-up things. You can call and make appointments when the vaccines do come in, which I will be calling this afternoon or calling afternoon. As soon as they open, I'll probably call and try to get it on the computer at the same time just to get him vaccinated. Because if the vaccines do end up making it so we can't transmit it, then I think... I would feel a lot better about my brother-in-law and his work because he does work at Walmart and, you know, him being around my in-laws, being around my kids. I'm always constantly worried about that because he is around so many people on a daily basis and the rest of us are pretty much isolated. I don't see anybody. That being said, I'm going to start going to the Y and working out again. I stopped for a period of time. Because it was spreading so much and because we were limiting our contact with everybody to do Christmas and the holidays and everything. So I'm going to start going back this week. So that'll be fun. It's a nice time for me, especially with the kids not going back to school and me working from home. I'm with them 24 hours a day. It's nice to have that hour to myself. The only downfall is I have to do it so stupid early in the morning. Because of my husband's work and the kids' school and my work, the only time I can do it is really freaking early in the morning. Like, um, I'm getting up between 4.30 and 5 and trying to get there as soon after 5 as possible to work out, which is very sucky on my end, but there's so few people there at that time. It's also very nice because I'm there, my exposure is less because there are so few people there and I'm able to use whatever machine I want because again there's so few people there and I'm not doing this as like a new year's resolution or anything yes I have gained COVID weight yes 
you know, it's good for me to go and do this, but it's also good just to run that stress out, you know, stair climb that stress out, get, just sweat it out, sweat the stress out and make myself feel more normal and less on edge, which it was doing, you know, being with my kids for this long and not having a break was being very stressful. The, um, I was, I knew I was getting pretty stressed this past week when I started disassociating, which is, um, usually for me a sign of a panic attack. I don't get panic attack, panic attacks. I get, um, like disassociating panic attacks where you feel like everything's happening around you, not to you. So I would periodically over Christmas break and especially this past month, past month, I would disassociate to an extent where, if the kids were yelling or talking or something, I would be sitting at the table or sitting in the living room and just hear the chaos around me and not able to actually discern what was going on within the chaos. And I noticed those episodes were becoming more frequent and they were getting a lot better when I was working out because I was having that release and that time to myself. So I need to go back and start doing that again. And I think like a lot of parents can really relate to that when you're overwhelmed when you know everything is going on around you and it's not to you it's around you and I just noticed that was happening a lot I did get my new stove delivered delivery guys wore masks they were very nice they were in and out of my house in like literally five minutes they did not hook it up or anything my father-in-law ended up coming back and hooking that up for us which was easy you know, I was just plugging it into the wall, so to speak, but um, it fit perfectly. Thank God the measurements online were right. Thank God I could measure it right. Literally slid right in. No, no wiggle room at all. Slid in. It is not a glass top. It is a ceramic top, which is really, really nice because now I have glass top stove issues. I'm worried about them cracking or something happening to it. It is nice to have something brand new that no one's ever had before um and it is black and silver so it goes with our black and silver refrigerator and our black dishwasher and our black microwave so it it's more cohesive the old stove was white and the this is not our first appliance purchase for this house and it won't be our last appliance purchase for this house i am still eyeing my washing machine I would love a new washing machine, but I cannot justify a $1,000 purchase on something that still works fine. It's just a pain in the ass. Like right now, it is 18 degrees outside, so I'm having to run a space heater in my laundry room to heat up my washing machine because the seal on the front loader freezes and then leaks water all over my garage. So to run my washing machine in the winter, I usually have to run a space heater in my laundry room to make sure the seal on my front loader doesn't freeze. So that's that's my life, but I can't justify a top-loading washing machine that costs, you know, a thousand bucks when my washing machine works fine. Um, the My three-year-old has been a pain in my ass. Love her. Pain in my ass lately she's refusing to potty train she potty trained pretty good for four days and then decided you know screw you folks you got your hopes up and is now refusing to potty train again 
I think once the big kids go back to school and if she wants to go to school, then she will potty train and be like, well, you to go to school, you have to use the potty. But she's just big old screw you, mom. Um, we'll see how it works out. I really have low expectations for this year also. I had very low expect expectations for 2020. I have pretty low expectations for this year also when it comes to behavioral changes, when it comes to any large changes. But I mean... Lucas is living his best life. He, you know, won the spelling bee. He got second place in state for his 4-H project. So it's just, I feel bad that he's doing great in all these things and placing in all these things. And literally none of them have any pomp and circumstance. Like none of them. He's not getting his picture taken for anything. He's not in any parades like you would normally be if you would have won these, you know, two years ago. So... And the Cub Scouts are still talking about doing Pinewood Derby. So who knows how that's going to go. But I could see them doing that just because for the boys that are leaving, there's the largest group of Cub Scouts is leaving. The grade levels under Lucas just don't have the numbers, but his age level has really high numbers and they're all leaving this year. So they probably want to do one last Pinewood Derby for them. I don't really miss making the cars, though. Don't miss making Pinewood Derby cars at all. But I could see them doing it for the boys that are leaving or postponing it to the summer. They've already canceled all the summer camps for this year. The overnight camps. I don't know if they'll do any day camps, but they did cancel the overnight camps for this year already. Okay, I will... And for today, a little early, I didn't really have a lot going on this week. Um, next week's podcast, I'll talk about the parent-teacher meetings, the parent-district meetings, uh, about school going back, and what was decided there. And I don't think I have anything else really big. I'll talk about going back to the Y and work, working out this week, next week. But otherwise, I will see everybody next week.